Amen. I'd like to welcome you to our Sunday afternoon service. And if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to this morning's message, I would encourage you to listen to the message entitled, Stay with God. And uh, well, you just need to stay with Him. If you're going to stand with Him, and that's the title to this afternoon's message, Stand with God. If you're going to stand with Him, then you need to make sure you're staying with Him. Because if you're not staying with Him, you won't stand with Him. We looked at Lot. Lot was one of the characters that was mentioned there in the Bible. He didn't stay with God's people. He didn't stay with God's Word. Matter of fact, he got as far away as he could and he pinched his tent towards Sodom. And we know how that story played out. Uh, there was no standing there. And uh, may the Lord help us to just stay with God. And I, He'll stand with us, I promise you. We're going to see this, that God stands with those that stand with Him. And uh, God, God had mercy on Lot. God will have mercy on you if you don't stand, if you don't stay close to Him. God will still be merciful to you, but I pro you won't never see His great power. <laughs> and you won't ever be a testimony of His great power. But we, we, Lot was a testimony of God's great mercy upon someone that went astray. And thank God for that. But I think we'd rather want to be a testimony of God's great power to save. And uh, we thank God for His goodness and mercy. Thank you for being here with us. And those that are joining us by the way of the internet, we thank God for you as well. If you'd like to find your place in Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. We're going to start reading in verse 8. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. Uh, who, who were these Jews? That's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You, you know the story. It's the story of the fiery furnace. And, uh, but they came and accused them of some things. And don't miss what they accused them of. And they, they, they accused them of having a testimony that they loved God, that they stood with God. That's the testimony that they had before the fiery furnace. And don't miss that when we're reading these verses. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, uh, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, um, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews among whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Hey, the first thing that I'd like for us to notice today is that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stood for the truth of God's word. Here in verse 12 it says, There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Hey, if you're not careful and get into this story, we want to get to that fiery furnace and we want to get to that moment of deliverance there and thank God for that whole story. It's, a, it's part of it, but this... Verse 12 is part of that story too. And if you're not careful, you're going to overlook something very important here in verse 12. Uh, it, you know, it, it says uh, that the, 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 these folks that were telling on, on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said this, uh, they serve not... Uh, thy gods. Before they even mentioned the statue, they said this, they serve not 
thy gods. Uh, before Nebuchadnezzar had ever thought of making a statue of gold and require that all people bow down before it, uh, these young men already had a testimony that they did not serve uh, the little false, little g gods of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, they only served the true and living God of the Bible. Before they ever entered into that plain of Dura, before they were ever ushered into this area where this statue was built, where their faith would be tested in an open way, they had already determined in their mind that they were not going to serve the little g-gods of Babylon. At that plain of Dura, that word Dura, that means round or circuit or enclosed, like a circle enclosed by mounds or walls. Hey, can I say that's just a picture of what religion will do to you? Religion will trap you and keep you from turning and keep you turning around in circles. Hey, but can I just say that these three young men, even though they were ushered into this plain of Dura because they had already chose to stand on God's Word and to believe God, that these three men were not trapped or turning around in circles. In Exodus chapter 20 and verse Verse 3, it says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. You see, their devotion to God went by further back than their captivity. Here was a day when these three young men made a choice to just believe in God. They made a choice to stand with God. They stood for God at home and they stood for God when they were taken from their home. Have you ever made the choice to stand for the truth of God's Word? Has there been a day in your life? Hey, has there been a Damascus road in your life? Has there been a time in your life? Hey, where you got saved, you got born again, and you say, hey, I'm going to live for God now. Hey, the Bible says that today's the day of salvation. Have you chose Jesus to be your Savior? You see, they already chose who God they were going to worship. They had made a clear decision for God. When everybody else was bowing the knee to the false gods of Babylon, these three young men stood for the truth. They understood something. They understood that the truth shall make you free. They were free. These young men were free even though they were captives. Even though they'd been taken from their home, they were free to live for God. Why? Because they stood for the truth of God's Word. Everyone else there was already bound. Uh, you say, well, we, it, it don't say that they were handcuffed. It don't say that they were bound with cords and, and all these things. No, but they were already bound uh, in their hearts. Uh, they were bound way before these three young men were. Everybody else had been bound by the deception of sin and by the sin of idolatry. Uh, they all bowed the knee to a false god. Uh, you see, they were not free. In John 8, 32, it says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Can I ask you today, have you met the truth? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Have you met the way, the truth, and the life? You see, you can't stand for truth unless you've been set free by the truth. You understand, these young men, they were free. They were free as a bird. Even in that situation, they were, they were free. Why? Because they had already been set free by the truth of God's Word. You see, King Nebuchadnezzar didn't get it. 
These three young men were already free. You know, I got saved when I was five years old. And when I was seven or eight years old, we lived in Europe. My mom and dad were missionaries in France. And some older teenagers of one of my friends, some of his older siblings and some of their friends there, we were just seven or eight years old just playing. They hollered for us to come over, say, hey, come over here. And, and, and first thing they did, they offered us some alcohol and say, here, try this. Try, try this, you know, and, and I mean, that was the cool kids, you know, that's, that's the ones that, man, they had the, they had the motorcycles, they had all this other stuff, man, we, we kind of looked at them, was like, man, one of these days we can do that and, and be doing this and that, you know, and they offered us some alcohol to try, they offered us some cigarettes, uh, and I watched my friend, he took it, he, he took of the alcohol, he, he took of the, 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 the cigarette, and I looked at him as he was doing that, and, and, and when they offered me some, I said, no. I said, no. And man, they, they were applauding him, man. They were saying, yeah, yeah, well, look, he did it. He did it. Look, look how cool he is. You know, he, he's one of us. Uh, but, but, but right here is it. He was bound. You understand? He was bound, but I was free. I wasn't bound. I was free to serve God. I was free to be able to say, no, I will not bow the knee to that. Proverbs 21 says, Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. I knew that it was wrong to drink alcohol. I, at seven or eight, I knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong to smoke. So I just chose to stand for the truth of God's Word. You say, well, man, seven or eight when I was 18. When I was 18, that was the first time that I was offered drugs. I was never exposed to drugs, never saw drugs in, in the country of France. I don't know why I'm sure they were there, but I never saw it. Never, and I mean, and I, I mean, I played tennis, I played tournaments, I did all kinds of stuff, you know. I mean, I was out in the community and all that, played basketball, but I never was exposed to, to, to drugs. But when I turned 18 and came back to the States, uh, one, one of my coworkers one day offered me some drugs. And I said, no. You see, I was free to stand for the truth of God's Word. I just stood with God. I, I didn't stand with my friends. I, I didn't stand with my co-workers. I just wanted to stand with God. In John 8, 34, it says, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. You understand, if you take that alcohol, if you take that cigarettes, if you take them drugs, what's going to happen? You're going to become a servant to sin when God wants you to be a servant to Him. You see, it's a choice. It's a choice. These three young men knew that they could not bow to another God because that would be a sin. They didn't want to become the servants of sin. Turn to Romans chapter 6, if you would. Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Keep your place in Daniel. We'll be right back. Can I just say, you don't have to bow to the peer pressure of TikTok. You don't have to bow to the pressure of social media or to your families or to your friends. You don't have to bow. As a church, we don't have to follow other Christians who compromise the truth of God's Word and follow the ways of the world. We don't have to. People say, well, you'll never get the crowds. Well, that's all right with me. I'll just stand with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
They didn't draw the crowds. Their stand for God didn't draw the crowds. But you know who it drew? (laughs) It drew the Lord. Jesus showed up. When they stood for Him, Jesus showed up. Who do you want to stand with? You want to stand with the crowds? You want to stand with your family? You want to stand with your friends? Your co-workers? You, you, You want to stand or you want to stand with God? Jesus said, Matthew 18, 20, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. You know the story. When they got thrown in the fire, Nebuchadnezzar looked in there and said, Man, there's four of them. (laughs) And one of them ain't like the rest of them. It was Jesus. (laughs) Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'll be in the midst. Even in the fire, he was right there with them. Right here, look at... um, Romans chapter 6. You see, old Nebuchadnezzar and that worldly religious worship, they drew a crowd. That's what that they did. But Jesus only showed up for the ones that stood for the truth. In Romans 6 and verse 12, it says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace God forbid Uh, know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey his servants ye are to whom ye obey whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you being then made free from sin ye became the servants of righteousness If you've trusted Jesus as your Savior and been saved, then you do not have to yield to sin. You you understand that any time you sin, it's because you yield to it. You're you're, you're a servant of righteousness. In order to sin, then you're going to have to become that servant. You're going to yield yourself to that service of sin. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they understood that they were God's servants. They were servants of righteousness. So they didn't bow to the little g-gods of Babylon. They were already free. You understand? They were free from the bondage of sin. They were as free as they could be. And they knew that God would deliver those that stand for the truth of God's Word. Let's go back to Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. Not only did they stand for the Word of God, but they stood for a testimony of God's power to deliver. Look at verse 14 with me. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, he said, If ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. 
If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that they were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Uh, You see, had they bowed the knee, they would have never had a testimony to the power of God to save. They stood with God and God stood with them. Look at verse 23. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and he rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, uh, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Did you notice who Jesus was standing with? It was with those who stood for the truth of God's word and for a testimony of the power of God to save. And who saw it? Nebuchadnezzar and everyone else saw the testimony of the power of God to deliver those that stood for Him. They came out of that fire loosed from their physical cords and didn't even smell like smoke. I could tell you story after story of young people who grew up in homes where alcohol and drugs and immorality ran rampant. But what happened? They got saved. And they took a stand for the truth of God's Word. And now their lives, God is using them in a mighty way. And their lives have become a testimony of the power of God to save. They're preachers now. Many of them are preacher wives. Many of them are missionaries, Sunday school teachers, deacons, faithful moms and dads raising their children in victory. Well, I could go on to tell you so many examples. They would have never had that testimony though had they bowed the knee. Can I ask you, are you standing with God? You see, you can't stand with God unless you're saved. All, it all starts with salvation. Was there a day you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Are you standing for the truth of God's Word? So you can't do that until you get saved. Are you standing for a testimony of God's power to save? If you're saved, then you don't have to bow the knee. Just stand with God. But why? Because He knows how to deliver In 2 Peter 2.9 it says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment and to be punished. If you're going to stand with God, then you're going to have to stay with God. If you're not saved, then please be saved today.